not sure where we're all at today, but I was sitting there worshiping. God just reminded me of a conversation I've had over and over and over again this week, and I'm not sure why it's come up, but it just came up about my journey of getting saved and how when I came to the altar, I came to the altar in a place where I, I didn't really want God. I didn't really want anything he had for me when I walked into this building. I was 17 years old. And in 30 seconds, somehow he transformed everything about me. Where 25, 30 years later, I am standing up here today because of a moment where I surrendered everything to him. And so this morning, I'm going to tell you something. I feel like as we go into worship, again, there is a surrendering that needs to take place in our heart where we actually give everything over to Him. Everything. I feel it right now. This is whatever story we have in front of us. The hurts, the pains, all that stuff. 30 seconds is all it takes when we learn how to completely surrender to the King. Today, we're not focusing on the stuff. Today, we're focusing on the King, the healer, the deliverer, the amazing one. So now we're going to fight through some stuff. All that stuff that just wants to tie us to the ground, shut us down from lifting our hands to the King of Kings, raising our voice to Him. Today we're going to push past that stuff and realize that as we draw closer to Him, He's just going to lift that stuff. I'm telling you, He will start to lift that stuff. That's who He is. I am a testimony of that. right? I feel like there's even people in this room you don't even know Him. I'm telling you today, he wants to introduce himself to you. Right now, in this moment, I know there's some watching online. I feel it right now that if you don't know Jesus, man, right now you can have that 30 seconds of transformation where everything you believe 30 seconds ago is shifted and changed because you give your attention to him. Right? He wants to do this for all of us. So I'm asking us now as a church, let's just give it all. He gave it all. Let's take the next 35 to 40 minutes. Let's give it all. Can we do that? So let's worship Him with everything we have in spirit and truth. Amen? So Father, we come into this house today and we say, You get it all. You get it all, Father. Not just a little bit today. You get it all. So God, we are going to give it all. We're going to lay our pride down. We're going to lay everything down. You get it all today, Lord. All. So today, let's give them all. Amen. Let's do this. Just put your hand on your heart real quick. Father God, this is is what we need. We fill ourselves with a lot of stuff. But we need you. And so God, for each of us in this room, God, we're crying out right now. That stuff that's in here that doesn't need to be in here anymore, we just want that out. And we want you to fill us. Fill us right now, Holy Spirit. Fill us up. Fill us right now. Come on, just begin to say that to him. Fill me up. Fill me up right now. Fill me up. I don't need this other stuff. I need you. Fill me up. Fill me up. At the core of everything in our lives, this is the key, that He fills us up. 
that he fills our hearts every moment of every day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can we say amen? Amen. All right. Andre is going to come up and share a testimony. And then uh, last week, you know, uh, we had uh, Kim Wheeler speak. And, you know, he said amen about, what, 5,000 times. And today we have the amen, amen man with us. Right? And so he's going to be coming up next, which we're really excited about. But Andrea went on a nice journey, and she's going to share what the Lord did and tell us all about it, because God's doing a work in these guys' lives, man. Uh, I'm so honored that I get to share on the morning that Patrick gets to share. It's awesome. Um, Especially since I am nobody. (laughs) I am really, really nobody. I am not from Alberta. I am, I didn't grow up here, I'm not on leadership, I am just a random person who drove by one day and thought, huh, let's go to that church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a very good idea. (laughs) Okay, so we have a couple of pictures. Can you put the first one up for me? Um, So we went to South Korea. And we went with a team, and um, so these pictures are not the greatest pictures in the world because uh, we had to be very careful not to take pictures of anyone who works in one of the underground churches around the world. And we had world leaders there with us. And every one of those world leaders, you would probably not know the name of, but they go all over the world, and they preach, and they prophesy, and they do these kind of like... uh, Uh, sniper kind of (laughs) prayer assignments and they're amazing and they're super connected Um, and it was it was humbling to be in the same room with them and so um, yeah so this is one of the pictures we had the flags up and we prayed so we were there as representatives from the 16 countries that participated in the Korean War to bear witness of the pain from our parents' generation getting sacrificed in the war and proclaim we forgive North Korea in the name of Jesus Christ so that the barriers between the South and the North would break down and become a spiritual hallway and God's will, God's nation, God's authority, and God's will would pour over the Korean Peninsula just as the words of Mark eleven twenty five. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up later. And when, <laughs> and when we stand praying, actually, no, I'm going to say it. Yeah. When we stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. And so that's what we did. We did it for four days. And, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it would take me days to unpack what happened, even in just those four days. And so, um, <sighs> hmm. yeah, we went into a place and we did warfare um, for people that we have never met and did not know. And, uh, I've never been in a place, uh, do you want to put the next one up for me real quick? I've never been in a place where it was so evident that there was a war. 
but there was such a strong desire for redemption and for unity. And uh, this church actually um, is uh, one of the places where um, during the Japanese occupation of Korea, uh, they went across from churches and they would build or um, put in rice paddies. And then in front of the rice paddy, they would build temples, the Japanese did, across from churches. And so this is one of those churches. And then they would tell the pastors of the churches, um, you actually have to come and worship our gods. And if you do, we'll let you continue to have church. And uh, this pastor of this church said, no, I'm not going to do that. So they went and they murdered him. And they tore down his church. And um, usually you can go and you can walk up to where that plaque is and it tells you this story about this, this, why this is historically significant. But we got to go in and we got to put our hands on the stone that was there and uh, we anointed the stone with oil and we prayed that that spirit would be reignited in the people of God and in Korea, but also in people all over the world. No, we will not bow. (laughs) And it was extremely humbling. (laughs) And this is extremely humbling to be here right now talking to you because I am not guiltless. Um, I've held things against people. And I feel like I should be on my face when I'm saying this. But um, we walked in there and I was so covered because of your prayers, but also because of these people that I went with. I've never seen honor like they had. The leaders of this group honored people in a way I have never seen before. And if you could just put up the last picture real quick. So these, um, this family, uh, they are the Parks, and the oldest girl is 11, and her name is Sarange, and that means love. And the younger one, her name is Hyun, and that means covenant. And uh, these are just two of the kids that we met. But these kids lead worship. This little girl stands up in a crowd of 82 global leaders, and brings the fire of God. I heard her sing a song prophesying over nations and peoples that she wrote on the spot. You can give her a word at any moment from the Bible, any word, and she will write a prophetic song about it on the spot. And it's not because there's no one else to lead worship that she leads worship. It's because she has been commissioned by the Lord to lead worship, to prophesy over nations and peoples. And so this is just one of the kids we met. And I watched as the leaders honored this little girl. They honored her calling and they honored the spirit within her. And I love where we went this morning because it speaks of of that. There is a spirit within us, what you said. His spirit is within us, and we need to honor that. And we often talk about honoring our fathers and our mothers. But if we showed our children how to honor, 
We expect honor from them, but have I honored my children? Because if I haven't, I haven't taught them anything. Have I honored people with my mouth? Have I gone home and said things about Justin Trudeau? He is the leader of a country, and whether you like it or not, you should not be saying things about him. I don't agree with everybody. And I don't pretend that everybody's right, but I have to honor them. I have to honor the spirit within them and the calling. And we talk about people saved and unsaved. We shouldn't be saying that because we should be honoring the spirit and the calling that is on them, not whether they're in church at the moment, because God has asked them to serve him. God has called them. And so we ought to be honoring the spirit that is within them. And I love Jen, and I'm so glad it's your birthday, because I picked you to talk about before I knew it was your birthday. But we're not alike. We don't see the world alike, do we? And so we don't see the world alike but I honor the spirit that is within you. I honor who you are. And I watched as Chris and Toreen got up last week, uh, last week or the week before, were you guys up here talking about what Toreen's been doing? It was last week. And um, it's not because I've never done stuff like that. I've gone to brothels and done Bible studies. My kids can tell you. They wanted pretty red lights over our door for a long time. They were quite little, didn't know what the red lights meant. Um, we've gone into halfway houses, my husband and I, and we have, uh, we have preached in halfway houses. We, we have gone and handed out hams in really, really bad areas that people said you shouldn't even walk the streets there, and we've gone and handed out Christmas hams. Um, so it's not that I, didn't, I haven't ever done those things. I just, every time someone gets up and talks about doing stuff in the community, I always wonder, okay, Is this actually unto anything? Is this serving a purpose? Right? And so I did that when Toreen and Chris were up here. And then immediately God spoke to me and he said, is your heart and your thoughts honoring the spirit and the calling that is within them? And it wasn't. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I know it needs to be done. First year that Ben had the park crawl, I didn't get it. But I said, what can I do? And I didn't do much. But what he asked me to do, I did. Not because I thought the park crawl was a great thing to do. Because in my mind, I didn't. I don't get it. I, I see things, and, and I hear things, and I want to pray, and I want to... I wanna, help people get free. I want to talk to people and, and tell them what I see God has established on their lives. But I don't get giving someone a gift certificate for something. And I don't get dragging a bunch of kids around parks. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's not useful. <laughs> Please don't, don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. Uh, but I don't get it personally. But I honor the spirit that is within you, Ben and Jenna. I honor the calling that is within you. I honor the calling that is within Arrow. Arrow Lotes, he's got a lot of energy. Reminds me of Andrew. 
And not all of us would say, oh, wow, that's amazing. But, and we would complain about his energy and his enthusiasm. But I honor the spirit and the calling that is within Arrow. Yeah, I, I, I just... <sighs> we talk about <laughs> the commandments, and if you read the first commandment, all the other commandments are actually talking about that. And so... Uh, Oh, Lord. I can't honor you if I don't honor the people that I can see. I can't love you if I don't love the people around me. If I don't love Immacula, I'm not loving Jesus. If I don't honor the people in my life, especially the ones that it's so easy to find fault with, I can't honor other people. And so that was the biggest thing that I took away from this, was that we actually need to honor people. And um, this family, they're super amazing. We brought um, a flag to them, and we brought a flag back here because their ministry, they go all over Asia and and do this, what they did there. Um, Now, they didn't for years and years because COVID, or what, two years? Um, and so they're starting to do it again, but, um, they, we gave them one of the flags and there's a whole story about that, but we brought one back here because I feel that what they do and how they honor specifically, um, is important to where our body is going in the next season. And, uh, so Andrew has this flag here anyway. Um, yeah. And so the, the colors is, are about the unification of Korea, but also the, the colors represent Canada and Korea and how what they have, we actually need. We, we need to have unification. We don't have a big wall of razor wire dividing our country, but we have a whole lot of dishonor dividing our country. And so, uh, yeah, so we have this flag here just to connect the two different uh, places and ministries, so, yeah. Well, folks, sometimes we just don't talk about this stuff. We are all part of the body of Christ. We have people who are hands, feet, and different parts. And the thing that the Lord is trying to teach us all is to love each other, even though we do different parts of the ministry, right? And we've spent too long judging each other and saying that shouldn't happen and that shouldn't happen, but let's just throw that out. Can we do that? And can we say we're going to choose to love every part of the body of Christ because they're all needed, every single part, all of you in this room. So we got Patrick with us today, and we're so excited. We're going to give him a little bit of extra time if you need it to, right, because we went a little longer. Uh, we're so honored to have, as you know, the last two weeks we've had a bit of a missions focus here at the church. And uh, missions is huge, right? Again, we're called to disciple nations. And some of that is through, you know, acts of service, preaching the gospel. It's through so many different forms. And so as a church, you guys have been absolutely amazing in, you know, uh, stepping up and supporting the initiative that Patrick is part of, which is giving refugees hope in Uganda. And uh, so I don't know, was it four or five years ago, we uh, partnered with Patrick 
and we decided that we were going to help him build a medical clinic uh, in a refugee camp in Uganda. And so uh, we've done that, and we've been meaning to show this to you for a while, because Patrick and I were in Uganda in March, and we had the opportunity to go back and just see what we've done. Do we want to show that right away, the video, or what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to pull up a video, because I think it's important to see uh, what you guys have invested in. And so we're going to throw that up, and then Patrick's going to take this away. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, It's very tough to talk after Andrea because she really, really goes deep and explains more. Thank you so much, Andrea. Uh, As just what she has just mentioned, our church, the churches, it's not just between us just come here and talk to each other. The church which you are doing, it's outside like what you have been doing, Ben, and the love which you have expressed across in Uganda. May God bless you abundantly. As I always say, we are not going to be remembered of what we owned. We are going to be remembered of what we helped others. So which means that's what is more important to do. I really honor you. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to come here and share the word of God. It's a Thanksgiving weekend, which means God has done so a lot. And I want just to say a few of things. When my brother asked me to to, to share, a lot went in my brain. (laughs) Really a lot. And when we met Wednesday, he said, I'm not going to micromanage you. Whatever God placed in your heart, share it. I'm like, perfect. (laughs) So I will just give you a little bit of small things which God has done just for these two trips. I I had an honor to travel with my brother in March, and I went back again in September. So last month. 47 people got saved. Amen? Amen. Those are more 47 souls who are going to go closer and practice what Christianity means. I thank God for that. 185 families received water filters. So that one means uh, one water filter provides 250 gallons of water. And the water there, it's a disaster. looks so bad. So may God bless you for everybody who did donate towards that. Amen? Amen, amen? Amen, amen. amen. Forty ladies, 42 ladies, I attended the graduation for them who went through sewing machine and others who went in hairstylist program. So that, what that one means... It means that they are going to be to start working for themselves, to provide for themselves. One of the ladies, I did have an uh, an opportunity to to go into his shop in Kampala. Right now, he owns a big shop. So I said, all what I can say, may God bless you a lot for that. We have uh, the children home. You know, it's God whom we believe is a God who provides. 
devil sometimes tells us that it's, there is no way out. There is nothing, but he's a God who provides. Yeah, true. Our God is good even if we are in a bad situation yeah. or we are in a good situation. Yeah. It does not change him. Right. Yeah. Right. When COVID hit, we had uh, 16, I think it was by then it was 16 children. Or it was 16 children in the children's home. Uh, everybody was really scared, myself and everybody on the board. But we forgot one thing. God who provided for me in a refugee camp can also provide for them. Amen? Amen. He did provide for those kids. Until today, you can see the beautiful picture. This one was just taken in September. May God bless you for those ones who have done it. It's a real church. The church which we do, it's not just around these walls. It's what you are doing in the community. It's what we are doing outside. Amen, amen? Amen, amen? amen, amen? We have more than 100 families which receive the food just for these trips. You know, it's, a, it's one of the things here. When we sit here in Canada, uh, we are really blessed. But unfortunately, sometimes the devil does not show us that blessing which we have. Right. It shows us that we are so bad off right. until that we even get stressed because I didn't pay the phone bill, which I can live without. But when you meet people differently, they who are just wishing to have a food, just to eat that day, you get grateful for what God has done into our life. Amen? Amen? I always say that there is nothing which I gave. There is nothing which you gave to be where you are. It's just the grace of God. It's just the grace of God. Without the grace of God, I wouldn't even have known God. Without the love of God, I could not be sitting here. Maybe I could have slept in a bar last night. But it's a God's love. It's a God's care for loving me and me being here. And for yourself being here. May God bless you abundantly. So I kept on thinking about what am I going to share. One more of our great news, we got registered in the U.S., which means we have expanded. Come on. Amen? More than, we have more than 80 children sponsored, and I think 37 of them are sponsored from this church. Wow. Amen? Amen? That's how it shows the church which you are doing, the church is not these two hours, three hours, four hours which we do. The church is what we do outside these walls. Outside these walls, that's a real church. That's real love. Andrea mentioned something. I cannot pretend to love God if I don't love my wife, whom I'm just sitting here. I cannot pretend to love God and be care for God if I can't be able to care for my sister who is on the back there. That's a lie. That's really lie. But let's be honest for ourselves. Let us talk about the power of thanksgiving. We human beings we love to complain. We really, really love to complain. And everything comes in a negative. We always see many things in a negative way. 
and everything, when everything happens, we are always just saying like, God, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. And that's how the devil wants us to look at it. it. But in God's control, if you look into James, James chapter 1, 17, everything good in your life comes from God. Amen? Amen. There is nothing good which comes without God our God. Let us regularly practice give thanks to God. We should make it our habit and our gratitude every day, every time to give thanks to the God. We don't need to give God thanks because we are driving a nice car or because someone who was sick is healed. We have to give him thanks because he is our God. Just that one. We have to give thanks to God because he is our God. Look into 17, 17, 13. Express gratitude regardless of your situation. I'm not looking into that look. I'm just going on the next point. Express gratitude regardless of your situation. Or my situation. You can look into the into the story of Job. He lost everything. He lost children. He lost his body. He started getting sick. And even the people who were closer to him started telling him, Curse God. Curse him because he has not done anything. Is it the same point when we reach on that point? Do we reach on a point where we say, God, why is it me? Why me? Why me, God? Why, why am I going through this? Is it a punishment? Is it what's going on in my life? Regardless of the situation, let us give thanks to God. Regardless of the situation, let us give. But God is so great. Job went through all that trial times. But God rewarded him. Sometimes things happen so that we can learn. It's like a training. If we have no problems, we are not going to have testimonies. I can't come here and testify about things if I have not gone through anything. I cannot sit and say to the person, please be strong when I have no reference about it. If today, if I'm a parent and I go to job, I can be able, he can be able to tell me, Patrick, what you are going through, I went through it. I got sick, lost the children, lost everything, but he kept on believing in his God. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. amen, amen. Let us keep on thanking God regardless of our situation. Let me tell you this. After all what happened to Job, God rewarded him more than what he had. We don't do things because we are going to get gains. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
we do things because God is just God. Amen? Amen, amen? amen. Learn to see how bad experience can produce good results. Let us learn how to see good, bad, bad situation can produce a good result. I remember when we met uh, this young lady, my brother, I think, my brother, Pastor Chris, you remember Akiba Sumba. Uh, if we sit here and I claim to have gone through a lot, uh, it's actually really getting short of myself. This young lady is 25 years old. Uh, in a span of nine months, she lost nine people. Not because they were sick, not because of an accident, because of a slaughter of how they were born looking alike. She ended up in a camp, in a refugee camp, of a Chakatu refugee camp, uh, really heartbroken, beyond even what I could be able to imagine. She was even stronger than what I could imagine. But I was really, really challenged when we sat with her and she said, out of all those kind of things, the husband being slaughtered in front of her, the dad falling off, the, the falling off when he was constructing, the brother being burnt alive, because of, not because of a crime. I was really, really challenged. I said, God, forgive me. Who I am, how am I going to stand on trial on that day? And say, God, oh, I didn't follow you because of A, B, C, D. Am I going really to have that thing? No. She said, Patrick, I'm so happy and thankful to be in this country. In my head, I'm like, what? (laughs) You are? And she thanked God through her hectic even being in a refugee camp. By then, I think the kid was less than one year or one year old with three, with three babies. But she's still finding what to thank God regardless of what is going on. So Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen? There is one other thing here which have really, really, really taken us away which the really devil normally wants to use. It's the power of not being able to forgive so that we can keep on being hoarded up. Uh, I normally say uh, to forgive somebody who did something for you, it's not good for them alone. It's good for yourself. Because the moment you are not able to forgive, the moment I'm not able to forgive, you are closing away your joy. You are going to have a burden. And you are not going to be clear with God. Amen? Amen? The Bible asks us, like if you look in Matthew 18 from 21, 21 to 22, Peter asked God, Jesus, Jesus, how many times should we be able to forgive? And what did he say? He said, 77 times. Not in a year, 
in a, in a, in a day. Amen. Can we, as as a, as a people of God, because if you are an unforgetful person, Patrick, if you are unforgetful person, if you are not be able to forgive, truly, honestly, I know we are all mature, and I have, I will apologize if I say this. Uh, if you are not able to forgive, and we call ourselves Christian, you are lying yourself. And I'm lying myself if I can't be able to forgive. Another thing here. Uh, if we lie ourselves that uh, the human beings, we are righteous. Here I go with the couples. If, uh, if I, I pretend and think my wife is righteous, or if she pretends that I'm righteous, that's a wrong perspective. Because she will never be and I will never be. Because we sin every day. Every day. Without forgiveness of God, we are nobody, I'm not even worthy to hold this microphone. My brother Chris said this. He said, Patrick, I have forgiven you before doing anything. Which is so profound. Can we today take a decision? It's very hard. As a human being, or as myself, you cannot be able to have a power of forgiving someone. You can't actually. I can't. Can we ask our God to forgive so that he can give power for us to be able to fall into that 77 times in a day? so that we can be able to forgive those ones who trespass ourselves. Amen? Amen? It limits my joy. It limits your joy when we are living in anger. When we are living in and for, and to be able not to be able to forgive. Let us be today make a decision. You don't need to tell it to me or to anybody. Say it into your heart. You say, God, this person wronged me. This person wronged me, God. I forgive them. I forgive them. And I forgive myself even for have done that. Amen? There is nobody here who is righteous as I have said. Nobody. If we say that, then we are really harming God. We are just saying God that he's not, he's not righteous. Amen? Another, another thing here just to add on that one. Let us forgive ourselves. Amen? Let us forgive ourselves. As I said, if you live in a... We never raised uh, pigs back home because we are more of cattle keepers. Uh, but where pigs live, it's very dirty, like a really dirty place. And they eat dirty food. I, I actually love pork. If you invite me at your home, <laughs> I wouldn't say no. I'll have it. But I know where they live. It's a very dirty place. But that one, it's the same as the world which we live in. So we live in a very dirty place 
which means sometimes even we don't want to sin. We don't want even you end up doing something and you regret. Could we ask our God so that we can be able to forgive ourselves? There are sin maybe which we confessed to our pastor, to our partners, to our friends. There are even some other sin which we did which we cannot be able to confess. Here I'm talking to adults. Could we ask God today? You know, it's unfortunate I, I have kids. I would not <laughs> love to have kids and those kids like Bethany turned five today. I wouldn't really want Bethany to remain looking five years old when he's 40. That would be crazy. <laughs> so, even into our Christianity, let us put way forward. Let us grow into ourselves. Let us keep on growing. There is one thing here. This day will never happen again. I don't know if I'm here to deliver bad news, but October 9th, 2022, it will never happen. Which means, let us make a decision today to be able to forgive ourselves. Uh, One of the things which really scares people is to take a moment and we think about ourselves. It happens to me sometimes. When I close eyes and reflect, sometimes I'm like, okay, please, stop. <laughs> then I go maybe on social media so that I run away. <laughs> I run away from the reality. But, but it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. Let us forgive ourselves. If you have done anything, if I have done anything, let us accept that Jesus is still on the throne of forgiving. When he was even on the cross, the thief who have done a lot, he said, I forgive you. We are going to be together in the kingdom of heaven. Can we be able to forgive ourselves this evening, this morning, so that we are going to live in a life where we are not going to be worried? It's a devil's worries. Devil normally to put us into the worries so that we get worried so that we are not even thankful. Look, I always say we always worry about something which will have not happened. Like right now I can start getting worried about the, the traffic. Get worried about that, oh, maybe next year they are going to fire me. Uh, maybe get worried about us. Oh, these things are going to collapse. And the sad note is, my worry will not change the future. It will not at all. What is going to change the future, it's, my, it's, it's our God. It's my attitude towards life. I always say, uh, people always, we have issues here where we want uh, some people to tell us that we are beautiful, which is a good thing, or whatever. But uh, I believe 100%. There is nobody whom God created under the earth who is not beautiful or handsome. No. Unless if you don't believe that you are in the image of God. But if you truly, in your heart, believe that you are in the image of God, that one means you don't need actually someone else to define, to define you. God has already defined our heart. God has already defined who you are. God has defined who I am. Amen? Let us go away with the worries. Worry comes from devil. 
it does not come from God. God wants us to be, to be worried so that we are not going to enjoy the beautiful country which God placed in. But let us take a decision of saying from today onwards, let us move on. Amen? I'm going to pray while I'm finishing. What I have just all said, uh, with fresh, with fresh, I can't be able to do anything. You can't be able to do anything. It's only our Jesus which can be able to do it. Let us ask our God so that today is not going to be just the other Sunday, just attending the Sunday, people online, not to be just another day of attending the Sunday community church. Let it be the day which we have to change within ourselves so that when you move outside this building, someone is going to differentiate you with someone who stayed, who is non-Christian. Our Christianity does not being defined to be in the walls of the church. Our practice happens outside these walls. That's what happens. That's what defines ourselves. That defines who we are. Dear God, we thank you, God, for this wonderful day. You are only God who can bring a heart so that we can be able to forgive those ones who wronged us, God. You are God who provides. You are God who can remind how good you have been into us. God, I show you people in this sanctuary and those ones who are following online. You are only God who can touch each and everyone here, God. You are only God who can change our heart, who can change our spirit, who can change the way we look at the world. God, may you heal those wounds, God. You are the only God who can heal the wounds. With us, it can be just, there is nothing which we are able to do, but you are the answer, God. We pray for those ones who are sick. We pray for those ones who have nothing, who are feeling empty. We pray for those ones who, have, who are feeling emptiness because of losing someone. You are God who can fill that gap. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Don't you just love them? They're family, right? I just love these guys, and I love the amen, 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 right? So good. So blessed to have you guys here. Why don't you both come forward? I'm going to ask Jen just to pray for you guys. I'm going to ask us to stand up and stretch our hands, and our leadership team, if you want to come up and just surround these guys. Uh, I'm thankful for the body of Christ, right? I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for this family. I'm thankful for how you guys invest in what they're doing. Uh, It's changed the lives of people. I'm thankful the Thompsons are here today, too. I I see them over here. You served in this body for so many years. We're so blessed you guys are visiting with us today. Uh, I'm so thankful he's my king and he's my Lord. Right? He is so amazing. And so today we can choose to be thankful. Right? We can do what he said. We're not going to complain about stuff today. We're going to be thankful for the things that he has done. Because he is a good God. Jen, why don't you pray for these guys? God, I thank you for Patrick and Immaculate and their family. And I just think about the call that's on their life. Um, I just, just this mantle that you've put on their shoulders. 
And I know that it's come from their own suffering and their own overcoming. And it says in your word that those who overcome shall be the pillars in, in God's kingdom. And so I just pray, Lord, that, that you would give Patrick and Immaculate the strength and the wisdom and the insight and the authority to be pillars in your kingdom, Lord. I ask that they would stand firm under pressure and under hardship, but also they would stand tall as an example to those around them of the kingdom of God of the overcoming that is available to them. And I just want to declare that they shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And thank you, God, that you've given them a testimony, a testimony of overcoming, a testimony of your goodness, a testimony of your healing, a testimony of your provision, a testimony of your kindness and your grace. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd give them unction, and courage and energy to continue pushing forward in the call that's on their lives, that they would not grow weary of doing what is good, that they would run and not grow weary, that they would walk and not faint, and they would rise up with wings like eagles. And, and we just want to say, we give you the glory, God, for the great things that you have done. We give you the glory for the great things that you have done. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. So if you want to give to these guys, you can give an offering to Giving, Hope, uh, giving Refugees Hope in Uganda. Can we all say amen, amen, and then we're going to close. Amen, amen. Bless you all this Thanksgiving. Take care.